Hello, and welcome back to the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. I'm Ren, your current host for Black History Month. I also tend to dabble in running our social media accounts, except for Twitter, because I can't take Twitter seriously at all. Today, we're going to be chatting with another Black creative in our community. We'll be talking about what Black History Month means to both of us. Also, a classic show based in West Philadelphia gets a new spinoff. Super Bowl Sunday kicked off a trailer of Jordan Peele's Nope, and we are living for it. Let's get down to get uncomfortable with topics about white saviors and how they make Black History Month's weird. Before I introduce our guests, I'd just like to say that we are two voices in the Black community, not the voice of the community, and we're just here speaking from our perspective, and not everyone will resonate with that, but I hope you're able to take something away from it. All right, and today our guest on the podcast is Michael. Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm Michael Apollofe. Uh I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, but I've been in Nebraska for entirely too long. Um, I came here to go to high school and college, and sadly, I'm still here. And... I totally get that. That is the absolute worst. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here way too long as well. <laughs> Um, we're super excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, it's well, really great to, to have another black person on the podcast because usually it's just Jared and myself, and Jared is white as can be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's Black History Month, and I'm kind of wondering. I know what Black History Month means to me, but what does it mean to you? I think it's just a month to just celebrate and reflect on everything that's you know happened in our culture and. I mean, it's just a really good month to look back at our history and see from where we were at to where we've come. We've moved in a positive direction. We still aren't where we want to be in life as far as the community, but it's just really impactful just seeing how, you know, you have these types of NFL uh, Super Bowl that we just saw and you have Snoop Dogg on stage, crit walking. And, you know, if you would have thought 20 years ago he'd be doing that, I'd tell you, nope. So I think it's just a really cool month, and it's like a reflecting month. Yeah, no, it's so cool to see things like that. I loved the halftime show. I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, my God, this isn't real. Like, I I would have never thought that I'd see these people on stage. Man. So I think there's been a conversation about Black History Month. A lot of people talk about, like, oh, it's February, and that's the shortest month of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you were to pick a different month for like Black History Month, like which month would you pick? Personally, I'd pick March. And I'm biased because I was born in March. But March <laughs> is like one of the longest months possible. Slash, I don't know. It just seems like Black History Month would fit for Pisces. I mean, I'm just saying, like for all the Pisces that I've met, they really support Black History Month. So okay. I'd personally pick March. Okay, I like that. I like that. I think it's always interested me that, like, Black History Month doesn't happen at the same time as Juneteenth. Oh, that's true. That is definitely true. I'm also biased because Juneteenth is the weekend before my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) That's, like, always been a fun part for me. But I always wondered that. I was like, we have Juneteenth, and you picked February. Yeah, that's true. And, like, June is also Pride Month. It's just so... I guess that they're probably not trying to cram too much in there. Ah. Uh, like, it would Pride take Month. away it's from the point. 
Juneteenth, it's Father's Day. And I'm like, oh my goodness. If you had mm. Black History Month in there, there'd be so much going on. Yep. But I definitely, I always wondered why they picked February. Like, what the, and who even picked it? Like, yeah. what's the significance behind that? I mean, like, it's not like they really taught us that in school <laughs> at all. Yep. So I don't really remember much conversation about that. I love that. I think for Black History Month, it's so important to me. And I think it's because, like, my mom's white, so I'm mixed. And I mm. grew up, like, my dad died when I was 12. So I didn't grow up with, like, a lot of my black family around me. My mom's mm. white and Mexican. So I had, like, some family of color. And, like, my aunt also married a black person. So I have, like, cousins that are mixed. So, like, I had a certain amount of, like, black people around me. But just not the same that I've seen a lot of my other, like, black friends have, like, this community of black people. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of ingrained in my brain. I love my mom. She did as great as she could. <laughs> but there's just a difference when you're a white, like pri- pri- primarily like white looking woman, mm-hmm. raising a black woman. <laughs> it was very interesting. And I think as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate Black History Month because it just gives me opportunities to like collaborate with other like black people and like getting to know other people's experiences and it just creates this like really good dialogue that I'm really excited about mm-hmm. and I'm again so excited to have you on here because I just love being able to have this dialogue and having that platform for it yep it is fun yeah so we're always going to be a podcast with film at the forefront and just recently added to Peacock is Bel Air a new spinner off of Fresh Prince. This spinoff has such a huge amount of support from Will Smith as executive producer, which Will Smith has actually never put himself on a film as an executive producer. He's either in the film or he's not involved in the film at all. Correct. Which I thought was so cool. And I know you watched the trailer. I rewatched the trailer because I didn't remember it. <laughs> but how are you feeling about Bel Air after watching the trailer? So I feel like this is going to pull some heartstrings on some people. And it's kind of like a nostalgic heartstrings that this going to be trying to pull. And I think it's going to be really, you know, it's going to go to a positive step in as far as the Bel Air TV show because they have Will Smith as the executive producer. So I feel like he's not going to let anything, you know, slip up in there. Kind of like how they did. Space Jam with LeBron, it wasn't as good as the original Space Jam, which you can never really compare the two. But when you look at both movies, you're like, eh, this one isn't as cool as the first one. Like, it, it's There's no meaning to it. I feel like there'll be meaning behind this film coming out. I'm pretty excited to watch it. I think I'm going to take Des to go see it, even though she's never seen Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She's never seen Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No, definitely not. That is... That's interesting. That's super interesting to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Des. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I think I was really excited. And I think I was more excited um because I remember like uh Will Smith talking, I think in like 2017, 2019, between the 19s. Um just talking about like if they were to redo like Fresh Prince, he would want to take a more serious note on it. Mm. And I've seen, I watched the clip so many times. I mean, you watch him have this really intense conversation. He's like, I raised myself. Mm-hmm. He's like, I taught myself how to be a man. Like I, that scene every single time makes me want to cry. And I think I'm really excited to see like the way that, um, from what I've read a little bit from the articles, I've seen that it's going to be a little, like they're going to 
the little fight that he got in that moved him away was, I mean, you talk about that fight and for us, it was just like, oh, it's just a little bitty fight. Like that's the way that they played it off. But in this new spinoff they're talking about, it's like, uh, like it's a, it's a fight with like gang members in this, our Will Smith character is sitting there and he has now an unmarked gun in his hands that, I mean, like they pulled some strings to get him pulled out of jail. Like it's, it's intense. And I think mm-hmm. that's, a, I think more people are going to resonate with that. Mm-hmm. When you grow up in those, those spaces. I mean, like I, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I've seen like a little bit of it. I watched the city that I am absolutely in love with, like just burned to the ground this like, mm. past summer. So that just, I think you're like a lot of people are going to resonate with it being like, I remember having these, having the situation where you're doing everything that you can, but mm-hmm. the, the environment that you're in just isn't the one that's meant for you to thrive in. Correct. I'm also so excited to see, I mean, like in Fresh Prince, we knew that his uncle and stuff were rich. We just, yep. but we didn't know he was this rich inside the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like we just knew he got money. Yeah. <laughs> They said, they said, oh, let's get you in a suit. Like, let's get you fucking glammed up. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, they got money, money. <laughs> they definitely, yeah. I did not think they were going to. They went all out for this movie. Yeah. The character dialect of it all looks way different than what I thought it was going to be. I know. I'm just so excited because there's some, and I like that it's more of a spinoff. It's not like, it's not like they're trying to like pick off of the Fresh Prince. They're just like, let's make another version of this. It's taking the same story and going a different way than what we originally went. I mean, mm-hmm. it was more of like a comedy before. Correct. I mean, you had your sauce felt moments but i'm really i'm really excited to see this i'm it's so weird that we have all these like streaming services just picking up these shows and going i'm gonna make this really fucking cool like i have never gotten peacock in my entire life i Mm -mm. like i'm like "Eh, peacock doesn't look that interesting and now (laughs) i'm like oh um another thing that i thought was really cool is um i looked up this article in will smith with the premiere he like it was like a drive-in like experience, and so he based it like drive-in, and they had like a bunch of Philly like based food. Huh. And I was like, this is so cool. And yeah. I think that was something that like they also talked about is you're gonna get more of a sense of like Philadelphia, like it's gonna be more authentic. And I'm really excited. I'm just excited to see that it has such like sometimes shows just like you see their spinoffs and you're like. Oh God! Please don't yeah. do that. You're just like Is stop. It, like some of the Ben Ten spinoffs. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I've like seen I've seen so many bad spinoffs at this point that I'm like I don't want to uh-huh. see it again. But I've never been excited. I mean, like I loved The Fresh Prince, mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows, and I've never been more excited to like see a spinoff like take place. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. So what are you waiting for? 
grab some gear that you already have, and then find a quiet place to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and help support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. Another huge name in film exhibiting his incredible talent is Jordan Peele. So his trailer for Nope dropped on Super Bowl Sunday, which I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I watched the halftime show. I'm not <laughs> I'm not a football fan, like, fan. I watched the games to get to the Super Bowl, but I <laughs> And then I fell asleep in the first one. I fell asleep um when I think it was like Casey was still ahead. Ah. Uh. And then I woke up and we're in overtime and I'm like, and, and then I watched the interception happen and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> we're about to do this. I was like, oh my God, what's happening? So it was, it was super interesting. But what do you think about the Nope trailer? So, you know, and this is going to be a biased statement, but I am a Kiki Palmer fan. Just always. Yes, 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 and yes. Disney Channel. I mean, anything she's been in is usually really good. And she's just always been a great actress to me, especially in the movie Spelling Bee. I mean, I that was one of my favorite movies growing up. So with her being in this new film, and she has the sassiness to her, and then she's what you know. I think every movie that uh, Jordan Peele's been in has always been good. I mean, he was in Get Out. No, yeah, is it Get Out? Pretty sure it's Get Out. Yeah, he directed Get Out and like yep. Us and like all yes. these really cool like black thriller movies that you've been seeing. It's been Jordan Peele, which is yep. so. And he kind of brings out the whole scariness of like white people versus black people. I mean, if you watch his films, it's like, oh, uh, you know, that could happen. <laughs> no, absolutely, it's so crazy because I'm gonna I'm gonna be real. I haven't seen Get Out and I have not seen Us. What? I, <laughs> I know. What? Any person I tell that, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I haven't seen it at all. No, those are two good movies that he's made. (laughs) Get Out was really significantly good, but Us was even better. I mean, those are some good movies. I, okay, I am going to say something controversial. I like thrillers. I have such bad anxiety when I'm watching them. I'm like, I'm like, what's going to (laughs) happen? I hate. I hate that, like, I mean, I hate the thrill of it, like that anticipation. Uh You don't know what's going on. But that's what makes it so good. I know. I know. It makes it so good. And I get so nervous about it. I'm like, what if it's not? What if What if I do it wrong? (laughs) What if I freak out? (laughs) Yeah, those are are good movies. You got to watch those movies now. I know. I It's been on my, I have like a list of movies I'm supposed to watch. And it has been on my list for like ever. (laughs) Ah. And now I'm like, and now I'm like, oh, we're getting, I was really excited about Nope. I think the reason I didn't watch Get Out is because I think it kind of scared me. Like, <laughs> genuinely, I think it just scared me because I was like, mm, I feel like this actually could happen. Like, exactly. What I've seen in the trailers and everything. Like, I'm like, this is scary. It looks like this is something that really, really could happen. It, if it, if it would happen, this would be where it would happen. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that whole show was kind of, or the movie itself was kind of craziness. I mean, like you're in a situation where you could get get outed. Yes, correct. Yep. So you know, be careful there. <laughs> <laughs> I am also in a situation where I could get get outed. So I am 
good thing her family seems pretty cool. I mean, I've never not trusted Virginia, so. Yeah, Virginia has, she has kept everything mint. (laughs) Otherwise, you're, (laughs) I could not imagine that. I remember all the conspiracies with, like, Kanye West and the Kardashians. They're like, he's get out, he's get out. Yeah. And I'm like, Kanye's just not lost his mind. Pretty much. Kanye just jumped off the deep end. Yeah, no, he did. I'm really excited about Nope. I think it's going to be a phenomenal, like, just, I love Kiki Palmer. I Mm -hmm. I actually really, I love Kiki Palmer, too. She's, like, one of my favorite people. She was actually in, if you ever saw Scream, the TV show, she was in the third season of Scream when they scrapped the original cast for the first two seasons. Mm. Because there was, it was, Scream, the TV show was done on MTV. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was, like, they had no black people in that show, I promise you. They got, like, one black person in, like, the second season. Mm. But, like, there wasn't a lot of diversity, so they completely scrapped the cast. And then Kiki Palmer was in it. um, Tyga was in it. Which, I haven't watched season three of Scream just because I didn't want to watch Tyga act. It just didn't seem like something Uh, I was interested in. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but I just love her. I think she's so talented. I think... I think it's going to be so good. I mean, like, why are we in the middle? Of, like, why are we in a farm? What black person do you know that owns a farm? Like, I guess it's probably based in, like, the South. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I'm not seeing any black people own farms up up North. I have not either. This yeah. There's, never seen that. there's not a single black person I know up North that owns a farm. But if I went in the South, they'd be like, oh, yeah, my family's got land. They're like, yeah, yeah, we have, like, this this old farm. Just I'm randomly. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm yeah. Like, that's so cool. But definitely not up here. I just think it's interesting. I don't I don't even know what's happening either. Like, you, I think that's something that Jordan Peele does so good in his movies is he, you don't know. Like, you don't know what the, your, I guess, antagonist is. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know who the enemy is. It's so mysterious. Correct. And then when you watch them, they're just so... I'd categorize them as, like, elevated horror. So, like, it's an elevated horror movie because it's not as, like, it's not your Scream movies or your Halloween slashers. It's just elevated. It makes you think. You take something away from it. Versus, like, I don't know. I watched the new Scream movie and I'm like, oh, there's a lot of fucking blood. Mm-hmm. And it's super fucking brutal. Like, it's a slasher. But, like, you watch Jordan Peele just put his complete, like, incredible mind into it. And I think it's so cool. I think it's so cool that he has been able to be given this, like, opportunity. I don't think people acknowledge how influential, like, Black people are in, like, in the film community, in the music community, in basically most of your creative communities. I don't think people acknowledge how, like, prevalent Black influence is. And just seeing him, like, take over, like, like, people look forward to his horror movies. People talk about them for years. Correct. And I'm just like, which is another reason that I'm like, I just need to watch Get Out. Like, I just need to watch Get Out. I need to watch Us because it's just people haven't stopped talking or raving just about how good it is. It's a pretty impactful movie. I mean, it makes you d- think about getting in a biracial relationship. You stick and think some of the stuff just because that movie is so realistic that you're like, mm, okay, let me double check to make sure that my location's on. 
And then you got you get to thinking about okay, maybe I don't really need to go to the boathouse on my first date. Me and their parents. Maybe I need to go to dinner. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that. Get out will make you start second guessing. Like, okay, maybe I don't need to be staying at her parents' house overnight to tonight. I don't know what's gonna happen. See, I felt like I've never seen Get Out, but I felt like um. So I'm gonna out Jared here. Jared is phenomenal. And his immediate family is great. Like, they don't tolerate, like, racism, any of that. Mm. Um, But he's from Blair, Nebraska, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a super small town. And some of his family lives in, what's that? What's that, like, part of Iowa that's, like, right by Epley Airfield? Like, that, like, weird. Counts yep. The weird part of Iowa. Yeah. Um. So he has some family that lives there. And I went to the 4th of July. Which, like, I'm not a big fan of celebrating the 4th of July, but, like, I'll go. hmm And <laughs> we go there, and his aunt, who's the sweetest person alive, one of my favorite people I've ever met, like, just asked me if I, like, she's like, oh, I think we have cornhole if you guys want to play. And I look at him, and I'm like, yeah, we played, like, he came to my family's, like, like Easter or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he played cornhole with, like, my, like, uncle. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, it'll be, like, the same thing. And they pull out the cornhole, and it has, like, one of the Blue Lives Matter flags on it. <laughs> and the other one has, like, the, like, it's, like, the one for, like, firefighters. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there, and I just look at it, and he hasn't seen it yet. He hasn't noticed it. <laughs> and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I'm in danger. I'm in danger. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I'm, like, sending pictures to my group chat. I'm like, what's going on here? I have no clue what's happening. And he finally looks at it, and he goes, oh, my God. He's like, that wasn't there, like. A year and a half ago. He's like, the last time I came here was like two years ago. And he's like, and that wasn't on the cornhole. And I'm like, (laughs) and I'm like, well, it's on there now. Uh, (laughs) And I'm like, I'm in danger. And then the fireworks like exploded at the house and almost killed like the entire family. So that was super fun too. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I had my own little get out moment and I was like, hmm, interesting. I was like, don't. I also then like insulted the person that had the cornhole. Um, that brought the cornhole and I didn't do that intentionally I just there was this cat inside the house that was super matted up and I was like this cat is abused oh this cat is abused and I was saying it just like talking to like Jared and his sister and the person one of the owners of the cat was sitting right next to his sister and I didn't realize it <laughs> and I was Did like, you say anything no <laughs> and he didn't like try to stop me either Wow, Jared. Jared is not for the team. I know. I was like, you just let me sit there and embarrass myself. Pretty much. He was not for the team. The cat was abused by people <laughs> that are owning a blue eyes matter flag. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna die right now. <laughs> if you would like to support our show, consider joining the crew by subscribing to our Patreon. Every dollar counts towards commission for our contributors and improving our network. Membership to our Patreon grants you different perks depending on which part of the crew you opt into. If you're someone who likes behind-the-scenes content, our director's crew has access to a close friends group on Instagram, as well as a special Discord server. Meanwhile, the producer's crew is gifted discounted merch codes and exclusive video discussions, reviews, and vlogs. And for the executive producers that go above and beyond, we send a little special care package their way to say thanks. Whether you're looking to gain access to early video content or listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Close Up with the Burr Reviews, you can find it all on our Patreon page. 
Membership is a critical metric that we use to indicate the success of our network, and we know that we can count on you for some support. Head over to patreon.com slash the Burr Reviews to sign up. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. So I think that kind of transitions us into what Black History Month is like. I know that we need the support of white allies. I mean, we saw that with the protests two years ago. I saw mm. your protest two years ago. Yep, I was there. <laughs> um, and just there's a there's a need for like white support and white uh-huh. allies. And kind of what I touched on last week was just talking about how like white people's job during Black History Month is to listen to black people, to like support black people and to not like over traumatize us. Like mm. I feel like a lot of white people will talk about like they're like, oh, like the police killing black people, that's a really big deal. And we should bring that up during Black History Month. And I'm like, yes, we should still be talking about that, but um we should also be talking about like black joy. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, like, feel like Black History Month is supposed to talk about is, like, just acknowledging the accomplishments of, like, Black people and Black joy and letting them – we deal with our trauma every single day. <laughs> Correct. And so just kind of amplifying that. But when you get your white allies, which are great – I mean, Jared's a great white ally. Destiny's a great white ally. We see those people. Mm-hmm. You also get your white saviors that come out of the woodwork. That try to <laughs> that just try to make everything a little weird. Um, and I sent you a photo. Um, I think I'm gonna put the photo on our Instagram story. Um, so I'll just say if you know, you know, and people mm-hmm. are gonna think we're super weird. Um, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be problematic, but I'm not gonna let Jared override me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's this white child. It's in a shirt that says, every month I'm black, but this month I'm blackity black black. <laughs> <laughs> and one, I would never wear a shirt that said that. I think it's kind of funny. I, I don't know. I, the thing is, like, this website, like, you just, you just use, like, mock stills of people. So it's not even like they paid this child to wear this shirt. It's they, uh... took, they took this white still of this kid and just put their, like, shirt on him. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Which is even worse. Cause like you sell, like you sell your still and you're like, yeah. And they're like set in positions where you can like just get your shirt, like block idea on them. Uh-huh. Um, we do the same thing for like our merch, so I'm super familiar with it. And they just they just played this little white child. They just played him. It's so it's just so interesting. I think there was like a big conversation about um i don't know if you saw like bath and body works like black history month oh because they put a kind of like one of those stands out there with just yeah, they, like, they like did like i don't like i'm not i'm black american like i'm i'm american i'm born in america mm. i don't know any of like my, any of my like history from like africa because you know colonizers <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, like, they just took, like, all those, like, quote-unquote tribal prints and just were slapping them on on candles. And they weren't making any new scents. They were just using the scents they already had and just slapping labels on them. Like, uh, just tribal print on them. Just for, just for the, 
just to say that they're supporting black lives. Yeah, they're like... kind of like... I walked into Walmart yesterday, and I don't know. Black History Month has its, you know... I always see it as a really good way to reflect. But I feel like corporate America is starting to use it just to get support from black people. And oh, absolutely. I don't know. It definitely rubs me the wrong way when I see that stuff. So yesterday I walked into Walmart, and I kind of saw a display. Out of everything in there, you just see a big display with, display with black babies. Just... <laughs> A whole bunch of black baby dolls, and it says "Happy Black History Month." And it's like, dang, you didn't really have to single out the black babies like that. You could just left them on the shelves and called it good. Yeah, like I don't know. There's some things like okay, I I shop at Michaels, which is a craft store. Love my I I I don't even think I should explain what Michaels is. I'm sure Dusty has made you go there enough. Yes, for stupid <laughs> cricket um, stuff. But. So I went to Michael's and they have a really cool section. It's like their black history section. And it's just like supplies that you can like bring. I think it's meant for teachers, to be honest, because it's got like the bulletin board, like borders. And they have like cute little artwork that's just like, like, like those basic little like, what are they called? Canvases that you could like paint. And it's just like, like just black positivity. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's like a good way to do Black History Month. Like, that's what you do. Like, you, I understand everyone's trying to make a profit off of something. Whatever. I get it. We all have to make money. But there's ways to, like, just support rather than, like, it just feels weird when they do things like that. Like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Like. I agree. Like, who who greenlighted this? Did you ask, like, an actual black person, like, what was okay and what wasn't? Sometimes I wonder if they, you know. I don't really understand how corporate America sees some of these social issues and how they want to remedy it. Most of the time, I just believe they just, you know, look to see what's going on in the news. And, yeah, let me support this so I can get more money. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot to do with capitalism. But I don't know. I've just always felt it's kind of like, you know, people with Pride Month and then you have Black History Month. I don't really think these companies support them like they say they do. They kind of just put on a face for the support, the public type ordeal, because, you know, PR, public relations, they got to make sure they look good for themselves. So I I never really take some of those stuff seriously. I'm more of an action person. No, absolutely. I think that's like, I think that's so important. I will say that I love Target's Black History Month almost every year. And I think I just love it so much. I mean, I watched a TikTok of this girl going with her family to like to Target and seeing her like stationary line being sold at Target. Oh. And like she's like this is my stationary line. She's like I made this and it's here now. And that's something that I've noticed about Target, which is probably the only place that I'll stand. I mean, during Black History, like Black History Month, they just always have they like the stuff that they sell, they have like a section and it's like this is like stuff made by actual black people, like black companies, like black owned yeah artists and stuff and i've just noticed that and i've noticed that the items that they have in store are so different than like the other you know like your corporate america just trying to make a buck and like making things that they think make sense correct because i'm like i see the stuff at target and i'm like i actually want to buy this because this looks really really good like i really like this shirt it's super cute or like Oh, I really like this. They'll like put like they put so many different items. They're like, hey, this is some food that we have that's owned by a black owned company. They're like, this is a shirt that was made by a black owned artist. And like this is uh these are books written by like black authors and they're like these are movies by like 
black directors like was primarily a black cast and I think that's what you're supposed that's what you're supposed to do. Correct. Like you're supposed to say, "Hey, here are all these different black people doing different things." And yes, we are yes, there's still a company trying to make money. But there's like a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. See, I feel the same way. Like I don't mind that they're trying to make money. Like I get it. They make they have to make money. Whatever. I mean, like, I don't get it because I I fucking hate capitalism, but capitalism isn't going away any day just because I dislike capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) As much as that would be fun, it just isn't. And I think there's a right way to go about it and there's a wrong way. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand. I think it also gets weird with, like, I have a lot of primarily white friends. I mean, Mm -hmm. you've seen my friend group. And I think they're all really great. I think I had, you just see different sides of people during this, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I had a lot of people that I really thought were like really cool, especially during like George Floyd's protest. I was like, oh, these people are so cool. Like, I know they're going to be supportive. And I just watched them do the complete opposite of what I thought that they would do. Sometimes the truth hurts when you get to see it and, you know, not the way you intended it to be. Yeah. It's just, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Is there anything that you think that, like, if you were to, kind of switching back on the topic that I had, if you were to, like, if a white person were to come up to you and be like, how can I support you during Black History Month? What is it that you're looking for from me? What would you tell them? I mean, like, I hope no white person would walk up to you, like, randomly and say that, but, like, You'd in be the surprised. imaginary world. You'd be surprised. Um <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Some way to support us during Black History Month, I think it's kind of just learning more about the history of Black people. I mean, and I don't know. I've been around small town Nebraska for quite some time. Oh, yeah. You did didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I still kind of live out. Well, I don't live out there, but uh, I go to work out there a lot. And okay. it's kind of honestly different hearing people talk about like what they thought things were. Like, there's one thing that I always talk about is my hair. Because, you know, they probably have never really seen somebody with dreads before. Or if they have, they were never able to really ask them the questions that they I just allowed them to ask me. Because I kind of like, I don't know, educating people. Some yeah. people kind of find it rude when people ask about the hair, but I kind of look at it in the eyes of how would they ever really know what how many times I wash my hair. I mean, if they've been white all their life and they have to wash their hair every other day to where I have to wash mine twice a month, I mean, sometimes curiosity so i usually try to you know see the positive and i think what would help me or help you know i don't know how i'm trying to say this but i think what helps is people just trying to be more understanding and learning more about the history yeah no i really like that i think that's a big hair that is such a big thing um i have had I mean, like I, I have really naturally curly hair, um, mm-hmm. and it, and I loved my hair for a really long time. I didn't. I mean, like I grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska. I primarily saw white people around me. I think I had, I relaxed my hair, which, like, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I relaxed my hair, and then I would straighten it every day up until like my freshman year of high school. Like at the end of my freshman year, beginning of my sophomore year, I was kind of like. My hair has so much damage and it hasn't grown for years. Uh-huh. 
like, and my hair just stopped growing. And I remember when I stopped using heat, I stopped relaxing it. I have photos of just my hair go like going straight and then going back into my curls. And like, and I was like, what the hell? And my mom, I mean, like, I love my mom. She didn't, she loved my curly hair, loved it, loves it forever. She used to braid my hair growing up. But like, as I became an adult, she said, she was like, that was kind of your journey to go on is how you were going to treat your hair, how you wanted to feel towards your hair. Uh-huh. She's like, who was I to tell you as like a white, like as a white woman, you can't relax your hair. Correct. And, and I was like, oh, mom. I was like, you're right, mom. Like you weren't in a position to tell me because you didn't know what it was like to have my hair and to feel the way that I did about it. Uh-huh. And a lot of people, as I started to embrace my hair, it's like people just touch your hair without asking. Oh, yeah, that's what happened, you know, a couple weeks ago when I was getting my hair done at my stylist, this old lady kind of just walked up to me and was like, just, I don't know, just started touching and said, wow, you have really nice hair. I think that's so weird. I I definitely do too, but I kind of just wondered how comfortable does somebody have to be to just, you know, walk up and touch somebody's hair without asking? Well, and I think it's, like, the same thing. Like, I've just heard, like, a lot of pregnant people be like, yeah, no, people just watch, walk up and touch your stomach. Yeah. Like, like, that's just permission. And I'm like, no, you don't just – I've never – and I don't think I ever will understand how – I understand being curious. And, like, I have friends and, like, coworkers that will be like, hey, like, could I touch your hair? And I'm like – and if I'm in a good vibe some days, I'm like, yeah, sure. Because I appreciate them asking. They're like, it looks mm-hmm. They're like, it looks really soft today. Like, and like, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But these are people that I'm like, I would touch their hair as well. Cause I'm just like, oh, look at your hair. It looks so nice today. Mm-hmm. They're not making it weird. And I think they're yep. like making it weird where you're like, wow, this is so interesting. I've never, I don't like the word ethnic hair. That's like a weird feeling for me. Mm-hmm. Especially when white people are like, you have such ethnic hair. And I'm like, my hair's just black. Just say it. <laughs> just say it. Like, trying to sugarcoat it. I agree with you there. I do not like when people try to, I don't know. And it's kind of not necessarily a bad thing that they're trying to cater to my feelings, but sometimes I feel like they kind of overdo it. I'd rather you just say, yeah, I've never seen black people here before. And, you know, I'll be fine. Yeah, like, you know, and that's the thing is, like, that's, like, where I get a little upset with, like, white saviors and stuff like that is because – they're trying – they're being offended for me before I'm even offended. And then you have this big discourse of people being of people being afraid to talk to me about certain topics. Correct. Because they're like, oh, well, this per- this white person who says that they, like, talked to a lot of black people and they, like, add – like, they've talked with – they've had a lot of discourse have said that, like, people – like, a lot of black people don't like this. And I'm like, no, it's not a big deal. I mean, like, I kind of – like, not to be – not to be fucking like difficult, but I have bigger issues. <laughs> <laughs> I have bigger issues than you asking, oh hey, like what hair products do you use? Correct. I have bigger issues than you being like, oh hey, would it be okay if I touch your hair? Like I've never seen that, like I've never seen your hair texture before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Cause like if you're taking the steps to like educate yourself then like i'm fine with that but like that's just like that's just me and i think that's another thing is people don't acknowledge not everybody wants to educate you correct that's true it's not their responsibility like i don't care just because i'm like you know what i would rather you ask me and learn than never learn at all yep or ask the wrong person and they might not be as level-headed as me 
Yeah, and, like, and that's just where I'm at. I mean, like, but if you would have asked me, like, maybe, like, you know, a few years ago, I probably would have been, like, no. <laughs> I'd have been, like, no, I don't want to, like, I don't. And if you ask me on the wrong day, too, I'll be, like, no, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> because there's so, like, there's so many, like, resources and stuff, and I'm, like, have you never sought out the resources, or are you just... Trying to get, go, you know, be a little bit funny and be... Yeah, I'm like, are you trying to be disrespectful to me, or are you just like, right. are, you, are you genuinely curious? I just, I think there's so many different ways that you can go about it and be respectful, and that's always been my bottom line. It's just being respectful, be respectful to each other, be just kind. Because, like, you know, I don't mind people being curious. I don't mind them asking questions, but I think like. You need to you need to filter yourself. You need to like take a step back before you ask like a black person these questions. You need to be like, now if I was being asked this question, how would I feel? Because mm-hmm. sometimes people just out of pocket. They're asking the wildest question. Yes. And I'm like, I don't even know you. Like my <laughs> friends, my friends could ask me questions. Like I've had so many dialogues with my friends because I'm like, these are people I know that their intention is only good. Yep. But like, if you're a random stranger, like you need to. You also need to ask yourself why you don't have any black friends, too. I'm going to say it. <laughs> like, is it something not, that you're doing? Is yeah. it, you know, the Do way you're coming off black at things? Or people in your life because you just are, live in an area where there's not a lot of black people? Or do you make black people feel weird? And sometimes people, you got to be truthful to yourself, too. Yeah. I think before, like, before you decide that you want to be a white ally, you have to... You have to like really look back and reflect in yourself and you have to be like, do I want to do this because I know it's the right thing to do or mm-hmm. do I want to do this for social media clout? Which some people do and yeah. that irritates me as well. Oh, let me share this so they think I'm on their side and it's like, you know, some people kind of see through that. Most people probably see through that. Yeah. That was kind of my thing with some of the protests is I feel like there weren't. There are people there probably for the right reasons, but, you know, there are some people that I just saw taking pictures and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't really think you're here to, for the cause. You're kind of here just for the social media portion of it. Yeah. It was just that, like, I, I like saw a lot of posts on social media of people like, you know, how like people like make like mood boards or like mood posts. Yep. I saw that with like the, like the protest and I was like. What the hell? Yeah. That's not what it was for, but okay, go off. Yeah. Like, I'm like, sure, did I take my photos? Like, yes. But, like, correct. Because it was a significant event. I mean, yeah. that's something you're going to want to remember. And, like, I or took tell a, your children. I literally took a posed photo. I don't think I've posted it anywhere. You just have it for memory. Yeah. Because it was for me. It was like for me to be like, yeah. Um, like, 10 minutes after this photo was taken, I got tear gassed <laughs> for like the third time. And so I'm like, and like I did live streams. I have so many different live streams. I just brought my camera during the day and stuff. And like, I have so many just like raw photos. And I think that was like, if you ask the people that were speaking, if you ask the people, they were like, I don't want posed photos of myself during this. I want you to take live photos. I want you to get me. I want to look angry. I want to look animated. I don't care if it doesn't look perfect and posed because yep. that's not what it's supposed to be correct i want you to see my emotions that i was going through while i was doing this 
Yeah, that was the big thing that I had with the protest in Lincoln, is I was like, there's a lot of white people talking over the black voices in this community. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. Like, you need to shut up. No offense. Thank you again for joining us today. I think that kind of wraps up everything for me. Do you have Thank any- you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I totally enjoyed having you. It was really nice to just kind of have this, like, dialogue. And I think that's all I have. Thank you again for joining us. No problem. Thanks. Thank you again for tuning in today. I'm so fortunate to have this opportunity to provide platforms and have real conversation with friends. Just a reminder that we are two voices in the community and not the voice of the community. If you're looking for other ways to support us here at The Borough, check out our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we're also on TikTok now. You can also join our Patreon on a variety of different tiers for all types of fun content. That's it for me this week, and I'll chat with you all next week with another co-host celebrating Black History Month.